You're listening to ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine, produced in cooperation with AMDA. Your host is Dr. Eric Tangelos, professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and a certified medical director in long-term care. How can we best address the nutrition and hydration needs of long-term care residents? Joining us to discuss nutrition in long-term care medicine is Dr. John Morley. Dammit Professor of Gerontology and Director, Division of Geriatric Medicine at St. Louis University Medical Center and Director of the Geriatric Research Education and Clinical Center at the St. Louis Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Morley. Nice to be with you today, Eric. It's great to have you. You are also the editor of the Journal of the American Medical Directors Association, and we need to disclose to the audience a good friend of mine. So let's talk about nutritional deficiencies in long-term care. Which are the most common? I think, you know, what people tend to forget is weight loss is the key nutritional deficiency in long-term care. There is very good data now that shows that people who lose weight, even if they're overweight in long-term care, are at increased risk of death and a series of other comorbidities. So I think we start off with weight loss is bad. It's really tough sometimes for us to come to terms with that because we spend all of our lives trying to lose weight. We then finish up in a long-term care situation and we think, oh, we're losing weight. Isn't this wonderful? But no, it's not. Obviously, another big problem is dehydration, which occurs when we're older, in some ways similar to weight loss because both with weight loss and dehydration, we lose the ability as we get older to recognize that we're hungry. We lose the ability to recognize we're thirsty. So when we have some sort of insult, we don't eat back or drink back adequately. It's very nice of you to say that weight loss is the marker, but how much weight loss can we tolerate in an elderly population, particularly one in a nursing home? Well, the maximum I think we can tolerate is 5% of your body weight. Now, you know, it's certainly over a six-month period or, or any time shorter than that. But we have to recognize that that is most probably excessive, and we'd like to recognize that people are losing weight before that. I tend to use a rule of thumb of about five pounds as something to worry about, to look for, because there are many, many treatable causes of weight loss in older people in nursing homes, and the earlier you intervene, the better you're going to do. So, as I say, 5% certainly is at crisis levels where somebody should be intervening, but five pounds, you know, that's there regularly. And we do have trouble getting a accurate weight sometimes in nursing homes. It's one of those tough things. You know, we can all weigh ourselves at home on our scale because we do it at the same time every day. But in a nursing home, it often is done at different times. And there are actually two or three pound variations in weight when you do it at different times or obviously wearing different clothes in summer or winter. Well, you're very hands-on at your facilities. And can you give any of our listening audience a, a better way to measure weights? Because Really, the fluctuations are significant at many facilities. Well, I think the key things with weight loss and to measure it are that you do it at the same time each day. You make sure you don't have shoes on, jackets, anything in the pockets. They're very obvious things. What I've done in my facility is I have the nurse's aide who does it weigh herself every day on each of the scales before she enters any weights. And then also to keep 
very good records of what time of day she's doing it and do people always at the same time of the day. If you do those things, in fact, weight loss suddenly becomes very accurate, but you have to do it. And the single best is the weighing of the nurse's aid because nurse's aides, like the rest of us, are incredibly interested in their weight. <clears throat> and if they suddenly see that they've gained or lost five pounds, they get very excited. So they recognize then there's something wrong with the scale or alternatively, they're doing very well at losing weight if they, that's what they wanted to do. Now, once we get past weighing somebody, there's a variety of other measures that we might want to take on, like food intake, fluid intake, and, and the like. Any suggestions on how you go about that? Each of these are important. Obviously, almost all nursing homes record how much people are eating, particularly if they are losing weight. This is a difficult thing to do. I mean, if you've ever looked at a plate and then eaten a half or a third of the plate and tried to decide how much, it's not very accurate. So no matter how we look at it, when people record that somebody's eating the 75%, which is what you'd like them to eat in a nursing home, because the amount of food you're supposed to get in a nursing home for most older people is excessive, you know, the 2,000-odd calories. But certainly it's very hard for people to look at a plate and say, well, I got, they got over 75%. And there's the tendency of people to say, well, yeah, they did pretty well, you know, particularly. And so while food, looking at food is okay, it's not great. Weighing food plates is fine, but in the nursing home, we run into trouble that somebody w walks by and takes stuff off the, the other person's plate and stuff like that. And we have a lot of unusual things. So I think, you know, it's important to basically Use the weight as your guide more than anything else. Uh, as far as dehydration is concerned, the single best thing is to look at the color of the urine. Very dark urine suggests dehydration. How much a person is drinking is very difficult to pick up because people don't always call the nurse when they're going to drink. They certainly are not going to record it themselves. And therefore, I think reminding the aides and reminding family members who come in and may see the urine, if it's very very dark, this suggests dehydration. You should pay some attention to it. Well, John, since we're talking a bit about dehydration right now, what are some of the, I mean, we'll come back to some of the nutrition issues as well, but let's stay with the dehydration. What are some of the symptoms that people are going to give us besides the sign of looking at the color of the urine? Well, obviously, one of the first things you'll see in severe dehydration is the person is dizzy when they stand up. They may start to fall. That may be the only sign, particularly in a demented person, who won't tell you that they're dizzy. That sign leads to saying that we should be looking at standing blood pressures and the difference between sitting and standing blood pressures in almost all nursing home patients. And we've still got a long way to get any physicians in hospital and outpatients or in the nursing home to get to the stage where basically Basically, they measure standing blood pressures to look at orthostasis. It's absolutely key, and I think the single best way to pick up dehydration in the nursing home. Obviously, the person may get a fast pulse. is another possibility. If you look at the person, sometimes they look dehydrated, but lots of old people look dehydrated. If you try and pick the skin up on their hands, it often doesn't go back in the elastic way it does in younger people. If you're going to look at skin turgor, the way to do that is actually on the forehead and basically try and pick up the skin on the forehead. That actually maintains its elasticity better than many 
any of the others. So some simple things we can do, but really it comes down to recognizing dehydration is common, making sure people are looking at the urine and looking for orthostatic hypertension. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine from ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. I am your host, Dr. Eric Tangelos, and joining me to discuss nutrition in long-term care medicine is Dr. John Morley, Dammert Professor of Gerontology and Director, Division of Geriatric Medicine at St. Louis University Medical Center, and Director of the Geriatric Research, Education, and Clinical Center at the St. Louis University Veterans Affairs Medical Center. All right, so let's go back to the nutritional piece now and ask the same kind of question. What are the signs that you might look for? Can you actually measure body fold, or is it only weight that makes any difference? There are a whole series of anthropomorphic measures you can measure. Most of them are poor to reproduce. And, you know, so I'm a simple person. I like the concept of weight loss. You can measure, obviously, the waist circumference that actually goes down fairly rapidly if you want to do it. You can do skin folds, but they're not very reproducible, and they're actually less reproducible than weights in most people in the nursing home. The single best thing is, again, sticking with weight, thinking about other things. When you start to see strange rashes around the mouth, this is a person who has got very malnourished. They're basically starting to get vitamin deficiencies. A lot of bruising may be associated with problems. And people who have weight loss and it's starting to get severe tend to have an increase in infections, increase in delirium. But again, it's looking at that weight regularly, questioning whether it's right. And I think as a medical director, one of my biggest jobs is to every month go through the weight loss in the nursing home, ask, are these appropriate weight losses or are they spurious? Where are we? Because weight loss itself is such an important sign. All right, so now that you've made a diagnosis and we're kind of firmed up that it's really a weight loss, malnutrition problem, what's your intervention? Well, I think the first intervention is to realize that there are many treatable causes of weight loss in the nursing home patients. When we originally looked at this in our nursing home, we found that one-third of the people who were losing weight had depression. With treatment of depression, all of those who lived long enough for their depression to be corrected, and in some cases they needed ECT, actually the weight loss was reversed. The other things we go through are basically a mnemonic we use, which is meals on wheels. It starts with the M for medications. Many of the medications we give people will cause weight loss. The E in meals on wheels is for emotions. We've talked about depression, and I think that's the one that we have to clearly look for. The A is everything from elder abuse to the anorexia tardive of aging, which is a natural condition that occurs in some older people. L is for late-life paranoia. These are people who really believe somebody's out to poison them. We see these people. They do very well on a low dose of an antipsychotic. The S is for swallowing problems, very common, but remember that people who are aspirating tend to stop eating, and you have to be very, very aware of this and pay attention. The O is for oral problems. This is problems with your dentures, not being able to eat properly because of teeth problems. The N for nosocomial infections. As we go to the W, that's for wandering and other dementia-related behaviors. The H is for the 
endocrine disorders. This is hyperthyroidism, hyperadrenalism, the people who have diarrhea, abdominal problems. The next E is for eating disorders. These are the people who basically have tremors, for instance, can't get the food to their mouth. Enteral problems, the classical malabsorption syndromes, whether it's gluten enteropathy or pancreatic problems, we have to think about. And then uh, we get down to the L, which is the low salt, low cholesterol, low anything therapeutic diet. Therapeutic diets have been shown to clearly cause harm in nursing homes. And then finally, the last S is for stones. This is cholecystitis. And basically, you can lose lots of weight with gallbladder disease. As you know, Eric, I lost 70 pounds in seven weeks while I was waiting for somebody to actually diagnose my cholecystitis. It's often tough to diagnose in older people, though I was younger, so the excuse isn't as good there. But we have to pay attention to these things. So using the Meals on Wheels mnemonic, looking for those things before we go to doing things such as saying, let's add a supplement, though adding a supplement, particularly a high-protein supplement, has to be done between meals, might be useful for some people. And then right down the line, we start to think of exogenics, things like magestral acetate, or in the dying, dronabinol, marinol may be a very useful drug. John, do you want to talk a little bit about the prevention of some of these problems? The mnemonic goes a long way to, to cover that, but anything else you'd like to add about prevention? Well, I think prevention is extraordinarily important. And I think, you know, you start off by wanting to have good food in the nursing home, encourage people to eat, watch if they're not eating when they go in. I actually would like to see more nursing homes offer a glass of wine with dinner because I think it encourages people to eat. I think we have to be careful that we don't put people with very sloppy eating or health, health habits, people who are spilling their catheter urines over the floor in the same area as people who are much more healthy and things like that. So starting with some simple things, I think make a big difference. We believe that the data isn't good that if you exercise people, particularly in the mid-afternoon, they tend to eat more at dinner time, and I think that is very preventable. And then we use snack carts in our nursing home, and they go around between meals, and basically the aide who goes around with the snack cart has a list of the people who are starting to lose weight and will encourage them to basically have a snack or have some fluid during the time. And then, of course, the ideal is ice cream parlors, which are open in our nursing homes in the afternoon where they can go get free ice cream. Remember, when people are losing weight or at risk for it, there is no such thing as a bad calorie. Well, I would like to thank my guest from St. Louis University Medical Center, Dr. John Morley. John, thank you very much for being our guest this week on Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine. Thank you, Eric. It was fun to talk about one of my favorite topics and one where I think we can make a huge difference to many of our older friends in the nursing home. You've been listening to Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine from ReachMD Radio, the channel for medical professionals. Advances in Long-Term Care Medicine is produced in cooperation with AMDA. For more information about this or any other ReachMD radio show, please visit ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts. Thank you for listening.